Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Welcome, hockey fans and fans of hockey, to another episode of Get Off the Mic. I'm your host, Mac, and with me, as always, is a guy who probably can't touch his toes without bending his knees, my co-host, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that was the intro. You did, warn me. you did warn me it was going to be something odd. Was not expecting that. <laughs> I told you it wasn't going to be too defamatory, but you probably your reputation probably took a hit from that. I don't remember the last time I even tried to touch my toes, so I can't even attest to that. I mean, if you keep the mic near your your mouth and you try right now, it could be funny. All right, let's try it. Okay. Without bending my knees. Yeah, without bending your knees. Bending your knees, you, anyone can touch your toes. Oh no, I could do it. I could touch the floor. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't believe you. I don't. Well, you know, we don't have video on this, so I can't really show you. But take my All word right. for it. Well, apparently, Paul is athletic and flexible. Nevertheless, today is May twenty third. <laughs> we have hockey news. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a guest though. <laughs> Ironically enough, in the for the first time, basically in our podcast history we finally have some news and no one's available to come on so it's just going to be me and paul today talking a little bit about what the nhl is up to because uh, if you haven't heard there is some significant news but before we get to that this kind of is actually related to to the hockey news that we'll be talking about but paul who's going to win the stanley cup in 2020 man who knows well that's what i'm asking you I don't, I was trying to prep for this question and I still don't have a definitive answer because if you had have asked me this at the beginning, or not the beginning of the season, if there was no pandemic and heading into playoffs, I would have said Boston 100%. But now, I don't know. There's so many different things that go into coming back and playing again. And Boston's not really a young team. So, is that going to affect them being off so long and being a little bit older in age? I don't know. And it's the NHL. It's probably going to be something dumb like Montreal is going to win. Don't give all of our secrets away. <laughs> but if I were to choose, I'm, I would say nobody. I'm still pessimistic that we even have a playoffs this season. I could see the NHL being their usual illogical selves and missing something very obvious, and then it all goes terribly wrong. But <laughs> for the interest of actually picking someone. For some reason, I, I just got a really good feeling about Winnipeg. I know they aren't even in the formal playoff spot, but with this format... That's an I interesting one. I don't know. Just them... Full, like You imagine that team fully healthy because you got that great mix of young players and, and, and veterans. I, did, I wouldn't want to go up against Hellebuck in the playoffs. Absolutely and, not. Yeah, their defense sucked, but tell that to Pittsburgh. who Yeah, that was, was going to be the only defense against them would be like their defense is bad oh uh, yeah it's like empirically bad (laughs) um which will usually get exposed but like you said pittsburgh won a cup with a not so stellar core won back-to-back cups with not so stellar core. (laughs) yeah so anything's possible anything is possible so you tell me at least have a chance actually they do but we'll get to why they actually don't have a chance in (laughs) in a second i think you already know why but we're going to be moving exactly. on here to our hockey news. Now, if you couldn't get it from our introduction, we do have hockey news. And that hockey news uh, comes in the form of a new playoff format, which is predicted or expected to be the way in which the NHL returns to playing. So yesterday night, it was just, it was last night, right? Not this morning? Yes. Yeah, so Friday night, Friday, May 22nd, the NHL and the NHLPA both voted in favor of pursuing negotiations on returning the NHL in a 24-team playoff format. So in this format, the bottom seven teams, so the teams from 25th through 31, who I can't list all off the top of my head, but we don't really need to worry about them anyway because (laughs) they're not going to be in it. In this format, we have four teams from each conference that get a bye in the first round. 
those are the top four teams from each conference. So in the East, that's Boston, Tampa, Washington, and Philly. Philly over Pittsburgh. For some reason, that really surprised me. And in the West, it's St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. Didn't realize that Dallas was doing that well. And from the rest, you have the bottom four teams of what would have been the traditional playoff picture playing against the next four teams that would not have been in the playoff picture. So to put it this way, if you rank each conference from 1 to 12, give the top four a bye, and then seed them top versus bottom. So the fifth seed in the East is going to play the 12th seed, 6th seed, 11, 7, 10, 8, 9. Have we covered that well enough thus far, Paul? I think so. It's it's very hard to grasp if you're not looking at the bracket yeah but i think you did you did you did a good job don't worry. yeah okay I, 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 I figure this is all kind of just people will easily find out about this and if you're listening to this podcast let's be honest you probably already know that the yeah. nhl is coming back in this way so we were and just doing a Twitter, more formality yeah then you'll have seen it so we're just going to get into it because there's a million and one things that we want to talk about about this playoff format first and foremost though it has not been yet decided if they're going to reseed after the first round or after the playing round or if they're going to do a bracket so let me just quickly explain if there is a bracket it'll operate similar to the ncaa so there's going to be a set or yeah basically sets where teams will just move through that no matter what seed you are you have to advance through a specific line in order to get your way to the end goal. Reseeding, though, aims at trying to make it so that the top seed or the top seeds are always, you know, they've earned that advantage, so they try and give that advantage. So at the end of each round, they teams are reseeded, so we don't actually know who's going to play who because we, have, we, we don't know who's won. But then at the end, once everyone's won, you make sure that the top seed of who's remaining will play the lowest seed of who's remaining, and then so on and so forth. Now, this is of particular interest to Paul and I, because the Toronto Maple Leafs play the Columbus Blue Jackets in the playing round. In a bracketed format, they would get the number one seed in the Eastern Conference in the second round. And Paul, who is the number one seed in the Eastern Conference? The, the the Boston Bruins. Yeah, the Boston Bruins, and that would still be the first round of the playoffs because their their proposed first round thing against the Blue Jackets is actually the playing round. So technically, instead of first, second, third, and fourth rounds, we actually have five rounds this year. We just kind of have this weird thing where we all have to qualify or something. Nevertheless, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like. I don't want to even play Columbus, let alone then having to face the Bruins again in the first round. Yeah, I mean, we should... Yeah. Columbus is like Boston with a little less steroids. Yeah, they play they're... basically the same way. They're a hard-hitting team, and they will beat the crap out of you to win games. And that's what they did against Tampa last year. And even though they lost a lot of, I guess you could say, key players, they still fight and crawl the way through it. I wouldn't want to play them. And they're going to have some guys coming back from injury, which is scary. Like, Seth Jones is probably going to be ready to go. Oh, they're going to have, like, a million people. They had so many. And their goalies have been good all year. Like, it's that's not a team I want to play. That's true. Then again, I don't really want to play any team, because I have <laughs> yeah. not a lot of faith in the Leafs winning a series. Yeah, if you basically gave me any team on here, I would be saying, I don't really want to play them. Can we just get the yeah. bye? I know we were like pretty far out from top four, but can we get it? Nevertheless, let's continue on on this, on questions. What, what kind of questions did you have for this format? I think we should go back to the receding thing because oh, what's the point of a regular season? And I know this is kind of an odd one because of what's going on, but what's the point of regular season if it doesn't mean anything in the end where you finish? Like, Boston did so well, and they have to be rewarded, quotations, to play Columbus or the Leafs. Yeah. Like, if you're Boston, you want to say, hey, we came first. Let's do a reseeding after every play-in. And say Carey Price does steal the series against Pittsburgh. 
Boston's probably going to want to play Montreal over playing Columbus or Toronto. And yeah. Montreal doesn't deserve to even be in the playoffs. I know it's probably more for money and, you know, it's good for the fans. Like, even though they aren't supposed to be there, I'm sure they're happy. But they don't deserve to then have to play the number four seed, which would be Philly. Mm-hmm. They should play the top team. I agree. I agree with that. But there could also be an advantage in the other way, right? So, and just so we're all clear, I want them to reseed. Reseeding is better. But I can actually see a tangible way in which the top seeds do get an advantage by brackets. Yeah, because Boston gets to play Toronto. I mean, yeah, that's that an obvious an one. But let's call it, okay, so to get off that, because we don't want this to be too Ottawa-centric. Or Ottawa-centric. Wow. Sorry, Keith. Um, or sorry, everyone. You're welcome, Keith. Let's go out west. St. Louis would get the winner of either Calgary, who's the eighth seed, or Winnipeg, who's the ninth seed. Now, what they have the advantage in there is that they can just scout those games. You scout those games, and you can see the weaknesses. You don't have to bother scouting in what could be all four series because you could potentially, as the top seed, have someone from one of those four series. Because if, let's say, if the top seeds win in every other series except for the 8-9, then yes, you're going to get an 8-9. But what if the top seeds win in every other series except for... 6-11, then all of a sudden in reseeding, you're going to be playing 11, and you probably had not scouted them nearly as much because they weren't off the odds on favor to beat 6. But 8-9, A, they're, you know, that's the tightest series, and no matter what, if kind of everything would go according to plan, that's who you would play in a reseeding format. But in a bracket, you don't even have to worry about any of that. So you can spend all, what, it's a five-game play-in, right? It's, that's the, what the plan is. I think that's what they're, they're proposing, yeah. Best of five series. So you can spend three to five games watching two teams play playoff hockey, knowing that you're going to play them. That, and they literally have a bye. So you just practice, and then you could almost, and then you're curating practices to beat these people, right? And yeah, that's that fair. is a legitimate advantage because we can't, we can't usually do that in the NHL playoffs because you're busy playing your own playoff uh, round, right? Yeah. But I mean, if, you're in the West. You probably you've seen these guys a bunch of times. You should know by now. And I think you'd rather, like, it's a good point. But I think you still rather play a team like if Arizona won. You want to play them over Calgary or Winnipeg. Actually, this is a good question because I don't know. Actually, I, I may have accidentally convinced myself. All right, if you're St. Louis, would you rather play a Calgary squad that you know inside and out? Or a Chicago squad that you don't really know? Chicago. I almost... Hands down. I almost... Well, you want to play Kachuk? I don't. You want to play Kane? I don't. I'd rather play... I don't know. Like, Kachuk has been on the record saying he would love to play St. Louis because of his dad playing there for so long. Yeah. He's going to be fired okay. up. Okay. Fine, but that's fine, a very fine. specific... Example, yeah, let's okay, well, change it to Winnipeg because Winnipeg's the nine in that series. So for the bracket, that's what it'd be. A no, fully... I wouldn't want to play them either. Okay, what about over Minnesota, a oh. Minnesota team that yeah, you don't but, know? But then you're saying then you're saying a, a ten would beat a seven, right? Yeah. So then you would be doing the reseeding. Yeah, I'd rather play well Minnesota over Chicago. I don't care at that point. No, Minnesota over Winnipeg. Oh. But you know the Winnipeg series. You haven't watched as much of the Minnesota series. Do you see kind of what I'm getting at, though? Yeah, no, I I know. But I think I'm still on the board of... If you're a high seed, you want to play low seed, regardless. Yeah, yeah. I'd say for the most part, I agree. I mean, like, it would suck if, like, if Boston had to play Toronto, but then Philly, who's the fourth seed, who plays the winner of Pittsburgh and Montreal, gets Montreal. Because, like, damn. Or, like, Tampa gets one of... Tampa's going to get one of the Islanders or Florida, which, in my opinion, are probably the two weakest teams in the East. I would say so. Or in the Eastern, like, bracket. I'm not, yeah, I'm I, not think, I think Carolina Rangers is are better teams. And... I would say Montreal is the potential to be. I I love the Montreal like Gallagher. Ugh, yeah, you, Tartar, I Tartar. would not want to play them. 
And I'm surprised Pittsburgh was a team that came out and voted yes for this format. Yeah, and I don't know, why did we get a notification for that? Like, we, I got a notification on my phone saying, Pittsburgh yeah. has voted in favor of this. I'm like, okay, well, great. Thanks, I, mean, I don't You need follow. 30 other yeah. teams. I don't know, that was weird. But, yeah, I mean, this is just, it's so interesting. All right, so it is let's, chaos, though. Which it is chaos. We always, we always ask for that, and now... Like a lot of yeah, a lot of hockey fans they always say, "Oh, the NHL should change things, you know, be more chaotic. Let's do something fun." And then this comes down, and then everybody's like, "No, no, no, but not that." So yeah, I love whatever. the people. I want hockey back in any way. Complains about the way hockey's coming back. Yeah, did you see uh, the Kristen Shelton tweet? No, I didn't see that. It's uh, hold, on, let me pull it up here. It's basically comparing it to pizza which you'll get the reference in a second. She says, don't be mad about this format that hockey will, in brackets, most likely come back with. Hockey is like pizza. It's always good, even if it's not from your favorite place. Even if it's not the best you ever had, it's still pizza, and some kind of pizza is better than no pizza. I'm like, that is a perfect analogy. For the most part, there is some bad pizza. All right, well, I got two more questions. (laughs) Okay. First, it's a question that we've asked maybe three times now on the podcast. Is this an asterisk winner, if this happens? Would the winning team of the Stanley Cup in 2020 in this proposed 2014 playoff format have an asterisk next to their name? I'm so wishy-washy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Everybody on social media is convinced it's an asterisk. But I'm not going to just base my opinion off that. It's going to be... <sighs> I'm wishy-washy because I feel like if, I think I said this last podcast, but if a team like Montreal were to win, it would seem kind of like an asterisk because they're not supposed to be there. But if a team like Boston or St. Louis wins, and it's like, oh yeah, they, they won a cup. I'm going to say no. No asterisk. No matter because what? Because you still have to go through, yeah, I mean, you still have to go through a play-in round and then four rounds to win yeah. a cup, right? So you still got to play the games. I'm going to say no. I'm a firm no, because this was the hand we were dealt. Exactly. The NHL came up with this solution, and it included 12 teams, 24 teams making the playoffs. I mean, I don't have, you don't have to agree with it, but this is, no. it's not like anyone's been cheat, or cheated to try and get this. No one's bribed their way to get this. This was just, this is a product of what we were facing. So. Yeah, yeah, I think Keith, I, Keith said it best last episode where he said everybody's on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. They're all, like you said, Delta hands. It is what it is. It was out of the NHL's control, really. <laughs> Nobody could have predicted a pandemic. No, actually, there's a video that Obama did, but nevertheless, um, <laughs> that's, we, don't, we don't deal with politics on here. <laughs> but uh, my last question <laughs> before we move on here, which playoff play-in round is most intriguing to you now i'll just quickly run through it in case people aren't staring at it like we are you have toronto versus columbus pittsburgh versus montreal the islanders versus florida that's an easy out and carolina versus the rangers and then on the west side you have calgary versus winnipeg oilers versus blackhawks canucks versus wild and predators against the arizona coyotes so outside of the Leafs, because obviously since we're a Leafs fan, that's going to be the priority one. I want to see how the Pittsburgh-Montreal series goes and Calgary-Winnipeg. I think those are going to be really good series. Even Edmonton-Chicago, I'm really curious about. Interesting, yeah. I, I had some of the similar ones like highlighted. Like, yeah, Calgary and Winnipeg. I really I worry good, about good Edmonton series. playing... Edmonton playing Chicago. Like, I do too. I think that's why it would be fun. It would be that's kind of the same thing with Pittsburgh and Montreal. Similar feel. Well, kind of. But Pittsburgh's a better like, team. Yeah, part of the reason why I'm worried about the Oilers playing Chicago is that Chicago has like gallons of playoff experience and playoff pressure and understanding you know, how to perform in those circumstances, no matter how bad their team may be now. And the Oilers aren't exactly... They don't really have that. I know they made one playoff run. Uh, 
And in the Pittsburgh-Montreal series, it's kind of reversed. Montreal basically has no playoff experience and Pittsburgh has a bunch. So I'm not too worried about that over there. Carey, if Carey Price shuts them out in the first game, I'll watch. But I'm also actually interested in the Carolina Rangers series. I think that one could be like really high yeah. scoring. Yeah, that's another one that I'm thinking about too. And I, mean, I like the Rangers, man. I think it's been brutally honest that we are not Rangers fans, but we appreciate what uh, Jeff Gordon's done down there. Ah. It's built quite a team. And boy, they're going to be a powerhouse not too far from out, not too far down the road. And hey, for the first no, time ever. Their rebuild has been phenomenal. For the, for the first time ever. Actually, no, not the second time ever. We'll get to see Taylor Hall in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Which means, does. Ah, so this will go back to those that trading thing and how the NHL is going to submit their own like proposals right. for. Or, or for uh, Conditional picks. Yeah, because technically if the Coyotes were were to win a round this year, they'd have to give a pick an, a second first-round pick to New Jersey. And I don't – like, does the play-in round count as a playoff round? What I would they, assume not because if you're Arizona, you're even supposed to be in a playoff spot, and it's technically not a first round. So you don't have to give up that if you win. And then if you do, whatever, you want to play off rats awesome. You don't really care. I mean, you care because it's a first-round pick, but... You've been cutting a little in and out, but I think we got basically the gist of what oh. you're saying. Um, I mean, like, it's called it's called the proposed 2014 playoffs, so technically it kind of sounds by title like everyone's made the playoffs. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's, oh. it's just really interesting. Lots of things. Too many technicalities. Happen. <laughs> for our little brains but we'll move on here to our next segment ice time and this week on ice time we're sending it back to a format that was successful before a branch of a trade tree and uh this time it was me again i like these trade trees paul they're fun this time yeah, we don't have the patience to do it. <laughs> it's the, for some reason I don't know if I'm just been getting lucky or if if I I am just brilliant. I, I I presume more lucky than brilliant, but <laughs> it hasn't been terribly hard to find them. Like you just you find you go into like the NHL draft page, you see all the draft picks, you look for ones that had obviously not belonged to the team first place, and hopefully they have a good player attached to like that or a good player was used to take that pick then you just follow the thing back anyway um so this is how jordan bennington ended up with the blues somehow it started off in 1990 with not even a trade but actually an exchange of assets which i think is really funny like it's not technically a trade but let me guys quickly get into it here paul first off apparently barbara brush hates the symptoms the simpsons she had right. called it the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I was looking up things like to contextualize 1990, and that was something of some sort of decent sized news. And then I didn't include this in the article, but apparently the person who voices Marge Simpson wrote a letter to Barbara Bush as if she was Marge Simpson and just basically called her out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so that was funny. Uh, then we're moving on here. And... We have the Blues, basically, offer sheeting uh, the Washington Capitals defenseman, Scott Stevens. I didn't even know he was a Capital for eight years. I didn't either. Like, actually, I knew he was a Blue. I didn't know that he was a Blue for only one year. And then, obviously, we know him as the New Jersey Devils guy. Um, but <laughs> I, I remember your reaction when I told you that it was five first-round picks that they gave for him. That's absurd. And it, to be honest, it was the conditions, right? So just as it says in the article, uh, way back when, when you would actually offer sheet a player, there wasn't like a compulsory amount of picks that you'd have to give based on how much salary there was. You'd provide the contract to the player. If they said yes, then you and the team that the player used to be on had to agree on a compensation that was fair. If you guys couldn't agree, then you'd both submit a potential compensation to the NHL and the NHL would choose one of your two. There would no be there'd be no in between. Just one of your twos would be decided. So I actually think the Capitals. I feel like, sorry, 
I feel like they should bring that back. I think that's, that's way more fun than just yeah. having a set guideline. And I think you'd probably get more people offer sheeting other players. No, oh, two offer because sheets you can are negotiate in this it. trade or, or in this yeah. trade. But uh, how many offer sheets have there been in like the past 10 years? I think like six. Uh, yeah, not a lot. And <laughs> but, most of them failed. Yeah, like that could be really, really interesting. And yeah, pe- like people were scared of Lou Lamorello back then too. But I'll, you'll hear in a sec, but he got offer sheeted. <laughs> but I actually think the Capitals and the Blues came up together with that compensation. I don't think they actually had to go to the NHL arbitrator because remember it was actually the compensation was two conditional first round picks. And the condition was if neither of those two first round picks or either of the Washington Capitals original, so their own first round picks were in the top seven of the draft in either 1990 or 1991, then the blues would give their next three anyway totaling five first round picks <laughs> that's such an odd condition to have i know i've never heard such oh uh, yeah if it's not top seven don't worry we'll give you three more <laughs> like what? why wouldn't like just give one more yeah why, why three jump to three uh, it, uh, was, it was weird but i mean it made it interesting uh and then what's kind of funny is that the capitals basically did nothing with five first round picks they got uh a guy that He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but he was really good, Sergey Gonchar. That's not a bad pick. Yeah, but but it's not Scott Stevens. Nope. But don't worry, Scott Stevens didn't stay too long. <sighs> so Stevens got to St. Louis. They immediately made him the captain. I imagine no now known misogynist Brett Hull uh, wasn't terribly happy about that. Yeah, that guy. You heard his comments, right? Yeah, he's just yeah. Just so that people aren't in the dark, he basically said that he misses when hockey players could talk about their teammates' wives being fat or something or another. And it's, it's, he's just stupid. He's just yeah. plain stupid. Nevertheless, uh, Stevens had a good time in St. Louis, so he bought a house. Well, that's not good. Usually when players buy a house in a place, they get moved. And that's basically what happened. St. Louis went after... Lou Lamorello's young player, Brendan Shanahan, uh, he was with the Devils, but the Blues actually managed to get him with like a $5 million cap hit. Which at the uh, time is no, like... not cap hit, sorry. $5 million over four years. Sorry, five in total. So it was like, what, 5.1, 5.2? Or sorry, 1.2 per year? Yeah. Which back then, I think that was a lot of money. Oh, it was an unprecedented <laughs> amount of money. It actually was which is kind of funny to think. But anyway, they gave that. The, uh, the Blues and the Devils couldn't agree on compensation. So this is the situation. Lou Lamorello and the New Jersey Devils just lost their best young forward. And Lou Lamorello basically was single-handedly keeping player prices down in the NHL. St. Louis, on the other hand, had just given Scott Stevens money that he had deserved and the NHL didn't like that. And then they gave Brendan Shanahan money that he deserved. And the NHL really didn't like that because all of a sudden, if a couple more of those come, then the players will all want more, and then there could be a lockout. Huh. I think I've mastered foreshadowing. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the NHL had to pick between these two sides, and they obviously picked New Jersey's because Lou Lamorello is, has them in their pocket, whether he meant to or not. I believe he... I genuinely believe... He just is the way he is. He didn't like actually mean to like s- persuade anyone, but he's just so terrifying to people and yeah. was doing them a favor just because of his own personal beliefs that, uh, that he accidentally persuaded them. But nevertheless, they chose that compensation. And the compensation was Scott Stevens. So Scott Stevens had to move to New Jersey. He didn't like it, but he ended up winning three cups. So I don't think he was too upset. And actually, Paul, what's in your opinion... Brendan Shanahan for Scott Stevens or Brandon Shanahan for a 21-year-old Rod Brindamore, a 24-year-old Curtis Joseph, and I think it was two second-round picks. So that was the offer that St. Louis gave New Jersey, right? And then New yes. Jersey said, no, we want Scott Stevens? Yeah. So when they so the New Jersey gave their compensation proposal to the arbitrator. 
It was Scott Stevens. St. Louis gave their compensation proposal. It was Rob Brind- Rod Brindamore at 21 years old, Kudrow at 24, and then two second round picks, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure on the picks. The other two was well known. I don't I kind of no, I think I think I'd go with that one. I mean, I, I still think I lean Scott Stevens, especially hindsight's twenty twenty. They won three cups. But Yeah. But that's a pretty enticing offer. Either way, I think New Jersey would have come out on top. Like yeah. Shanahan was a really good player, but both those offers, I think I would take it. Either one. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. Obviously, they were good offers because, I mean, I have no idea which one I'd take, which means they're fair enough. But, yeah, with the St. Louis offer, you're kind of replacing Shanahan with Brindamore because they're both young forwards. Brindamore's yeah. a little worse, but you're not losing too much there. And what you're losing, you make up in stud future goaltender Curtis jo- or Cujo, and then you get two first two second-round picks to deal with. Like, that's some pretty good... Yeah. That's some pretty good... Uh, Conversation. Yeah. But Shanahan didn't stay in St. Louis for too long. Four years later, they shipped him out for some nobody. I don't know what... Okay, before we get into it, I don't know why they shipped him out. They were doing fine. I suppose it was because they wanted to save money. He was in the last year of his deal. They maybe didn't want to pay him, but then they traded for Wayne Gretzky that season. I mean, that's a pretty good replacement, but... I don't don't know if they meant to. It was really weird. Anyway, they sent Shanahan to the Hartford Whalers in a one-for-one deal for former second overall pick, defenseman Chris Pronger. Oh, that guy. Did not realize that he wasn't a Blues pick. I thought he was. I know. I I knew he was a Whaler because I think I have a hockey card of him in a Whaler's uniform. And I was as a kid, I was like, whoa. Maybe it's this is weird. the picture that is on the website. Maybe not. And yeah, so 1993 <laughs> second overall, Chris Pronger is dealt to St. Louis. He obviously became a Hall of Famer. He is the last defenseman to ever win an MVP. Um, and he was, what, 25 years before him was the last time someone did. So in the past, like, in the past, like 40 years, it's him and Bobby Orr that have won MVPs yeah. as defensemen which is pretty crazy, but that is not enough to keep him in St. Louis because St. Louis started being really, really bad. They just, it's kind of like, this is the natural cycle of a hockey team, unless you're Buffalo in which you rebuild for 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) But they kind of just, their players got old. They needed to ship them out. Pronger was a former MVP. Edmonton said, yeah, we'll do that. And for some reason, somehow, Edmonton didn't get fleeced. They traded for Chris Pronger and in exchange for an AHLer, a journeyman, and this defenseman named Eric Brewer. Eric Brewer was actually pretty good. He was a stay-at-home defenseman, top four. That's fine. Edmonton and Pronger would actually go on to the Stanley Cup final that year. Or, like, yeah, that year, 2005-2006. They'd lose in Game 7 to Brindamore. <laughs> Brought it all the way back. And, yeah. It was a really bad trade, to be honest, for St. Louis. But they did get Brewer out of it. And with Brewer, Brewer, they had a guy that most teams would, like, love to have on their playoff roster. Like, you'd love a top-four guy that can reliably shut down most other teams' first lines. And he can even chip in with a couple points, right? Can you you still play? Because I think the Leafs need a guy like that. Well, don't worry, because apparently St. Louis was not interested in trading him this proven play or this guy that would be great in the playoffs because even though they weren't in the playoffs for some reason I really don't know they just kept him for a long time until 2011 when Tampa wanted him pretty bad I suppose and they traded Brock Bukaboom son of Jeff Bukaboom uh, I am pretty sure he's just he just played like AHL but that's a cool name and a 2011 third for this brewer guy that 2011 third would become Jordan Pinkton and Jeff yeah and then there's an awesome flowchart. And I just love the flowchart because you see the the Hall of Famer coming towards St. Louis, and then there's that arrow, and then it's, oh, they sent him right out three <laughs> times. They did that three times. Or actually, they did it four, but with three Hall of Famers. So with St. Louis, who has traded out multiple Hall of Famers, they still kind of ended up on a winning side in a weird way. Like so, They never really truly lost the trade in that whole time. Because somehow they still ended up with Bennington, who won them a cup. 
or help them win a cup. Between these five trades, I will detail you the in and out side of the Blues. Basically, in is AHLer Doug Lynch, because I never traded him, so they get him. Uh, that Bookaboom guy, Brock Bookaboom. So they're off to a wicked start here. <laughs> and Jordan Bennington. Going out is Eric Brewer, Hall of Famer Chris Pronger, Hall of Famer Brandon Shanahan, Hall of Famer Scott Stevens, and five first-round picks. And the Blues managed to win a cup because of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you... <laughs> Odds are, if you're trading a Hall of Famer, you are losing a, a, the trade. But somehow, some way, St. Louis got Bennington and a cup. That's insane. Uh, obviously, they're just the luckiest bunch of boys in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, go check that out on getofftheice.com. It's pretty good, I think. But uh, now we're going to get into a new segment as we usually do. So our new segment this week is Power Rankings. And as you can imagine, we were probably (laughs) saving this segment for when hockey came back. And, you know, hockey could be coming back. It's It's on the horizon. But... Even though we are bringing this segment in for the first time, we are going to be doing it a little differently. In the future, we'll probably be doing the power rankings, uh, addressing kind of the top teams in the league, which ones are doing the best or the hottest teams or the ones that look best to win the Stanley Cup and the bottom and the worst ones. But that'd be kind of obvious here because there are some teams that weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs and they so would obviously populate the bottom of our power rankings. And there's some teams that are getting a buy because they were so good and they would obviously populate the top. So what we're instead going to do for these power rankings is we're going to have a discussion because we haven't got our own pre-made list because we wanted to come in and talk about this a little. Um, We're going to talk about who is the unluckiest of the 24 teams, so the bottom three most unlucky teams relative to what the playoffs would usually be. So, you know, the top eight make the playoffs and you have the divisions and all that fun stuff. And, you know, best teams play in the second round. Um, and then, likewise, for the top. So who is the luckiest teams that could be, you know, whatever we decide. And we're going to go top three for each. So, Paul, you want to start top or bottom? Let's go top. Alrighty. Who do we think, I mean, okay, off the rip, there's a couple things that could be considered lucky, right? We have teams that wouldn't have otherwise been in the playoffs and now are. There are teams that maybe have now more favorable matchups than they otherwise would have had. Um, There are eight teams getting a bye that shouldn't be totally ignored. Where do you want to kind of, where do you lean with regards to which of those is kind of the luckiest or who's made out the best with those? I think going with a team that wasn't initially in a playoff spot and picking them is kind of too obvious. Yeah, I agree. But there is like, there's one team especially lucky i think because of like everything and i think i know who you're talking about and i hope we're on the same page because i would also have them probably as number one and who do you use that and who is that florida okay we do not have the same team really i was thinking winnipeg because they got just about gypped um and now they have a chance and to play a team that is really not all that steady yeah that's a good one well why do you say florida and I think we kind of actually talked about this maybe a little earlier in the podcast. Yeah, because Florida, A, they weren't even in a playoff spot, so automatically you're lucky you're even there. And then they get to play the Islanders, which, looking at the East, I know they're ranked 7th, but if I'm the Leafs, and I guess maybe this is biased, I don't really know, but that's the team that I probably would want to play the most. Yeah, well, actually Florida, but... (laughs) Well, Florida, but I mean, in this, like, other than that, like, that's a pretty bad matchup. Yeah. Like, those, both those teams are not very good. Yeah. So, I was thinking Florida for that reason. I was, was thinking... kind of similar to Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was also thinking Winnipeg, and this is less so for the Florida thing, but Winnipeg, by, you know, the first thought of what we were going to have for playoffs, was going to miss the playoffs by 0.01%. 
Oh, right. So you go from that low to the high of now not only be you know, not only being gifted a playoff spot that you probably earned because I think they had actually a higher winning percentage than Nashville, but they had a less or a smaller points percentage or something along the lines of that. But you get a pretty, uh, I would I would say I wouldn't say weak, but a, a team that I don't have too much confidence in in the Flames in the first round. Um, and yeah, you got probably the Blues after, but just even having that chance in the first round. And like I said earlier, I could see Winnipeg going on a run. I think Winnipeg makes out pretty well here. Now, another team that I think kind of gets a bit of a coup, and I don't know if you'll fully agree with me, is the Leafs. I don't know. They're I don't first... want to play Columbus. Would you rather play Tampa? No. Because that's what the Leafs were looking at. But you're like in the first round. Or getting passed by Florida. Because, yes, I know if Florida... uh, Yeah, if you finish the season off, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, we're comparing this to what would have generally been a normal regular season. So... But assuming that Leafs stayed in that playoff spot... Then they get Tampa in the first round, and that's not nice. That would be... No, but that would be a really fun series. Yeah. Leafs did beat them twice in the regular season. That's true. That's true. Okay. It'd be fun. They'd probably lose, but it'd be fun. Columbus, I just don't see it being fun. Like, it'll be entertaining to watch, but it's, oh, that's going to be such a grueling series. It's like playing Boston on a lesser scale. And then you yeah. got to go play Boston. They're going to get so beat yeah. up. <laughs> All right, then hear me out on this one. The Coyotes. Oh, absolutely. I actually, actually, I, I, I'm, I may be convincing myself that the Coyotes have, are the most luckiest. A, they probably, out of all these teams, needed the playoff revenue the most. Yep. Um, but B, they're also like consistently the most injured team. Now you yeah. now you're gonna have a great goalie tandem in Anti Ranta and Darcy Kemper back against what is actually a really shaky tandem in uh, Nashville with UC Saros and Rene. They have not been good this year. No. You have the guy who I would argue is probably the most motivated to have some playoff success. He's got his contract coming up and he had just an awful season and he can't, and he has not proved that he can play in the playoffs because unfortunately his teams never let him play in the playoffs. You got Taylor Hall there. Yep. I know Phil Kessel has that reputation of being unmotivated, but he's won two cups. He's got experience. I think he would really help in a playoff run with them. I totally and forgot that, about him and that he would feels be not great. very good. Yeah. Uh, if Kemper's ready to go 100%, they might surprise. Because if they win, they then have to play Vegas. Vegas. And I think Vegas is better than they've played. But yeah. I, could, I, would, but I wouldn't be matchup. like flabbergasted if Arizona managed to sneak by both yeah. Nashville and Vegas. Yeah, I like Arizona, actually. I think we can agree. Now, is Arizona number one in our lucky power rankings? Because they got the injury stuff, so yeah, all maybe. their players got to get healthy. They got kind of, I would say probably, outside besides Florida, they got the another easy matchup, or easier relative. These are all teams that are pretty good. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think there's nice. just a lot of underlying things, too, that would make it really fun. Like you said, Taylor Hall being in the playoffs, finally get to see that again. Yeah. Bill uh, Castle, always fun. And, you know, even the business side of it, like you said, that revenue, that's got to be good. Yeah. It's kind of a lost cause. No revenue is going to help that. But Arizona, different story. Yeah, I think they'll, they top it. All right. Arizona is our number one seed for luckiest team in these, in this new playoff <laughs> format. Um, and do we want to settle for our next two being uh, Winnipeg and Florida? Or should we have a discussion about how the top eight in, or top eight in the league are getting buys, and should they be considered? Nah. Because, honestly, having a buy might not be a good thing. Like, okay, let's put it back into Toronto perspective, because, you know, we are Torontonians. If they manage to pass Columbus, which ideally, realistically, they should. Mm -hmm. They should. Cross. Knock on wood. You now have played a hard-fought series against Columbus. You have been on the ice, you've been playing games, you've dealt with physicality. They have to then bring that to Boston. And Boston's been sitting there cold. That could be 
a good thing for the Leafs and not for Boston. I don't want to take it away from Boston because obviously they're an outstanding team. They've beaten us before, as everybody knows. But it could make things a lot more interesting. That's true. Like Boston's also on the older side. Like their players are still phenomenal at their age. But you look at Chara. He's how old now? Like 40? 41, I think. Wow. You got Bergeron who's getting up there. Uh, Rask is a little bit on the older side. How are these guys going to come back and play? Like, is well, it going to take do. harder? They always do, but is it going to take maybe a little bit longer for them at their age? I don't know, but it'll be interesting. Well, it sounds like you maybe have a compelling argument for Boston to somewhere or to be potentially pushing for a bottom three spot. But let me end this discussion uh, with one final <laughs> push for this team to actually unseed either Winnipeg or Florida in our top three. And I would actually maybe put them two as luckiest. The Tampa Bay Lightning, because in this proposed format, as of right now, they would get the winner of the Islanders and the Panthers. And something that I also think is kind of a big deal, and you made me think about it when it comes to Boston, when you said, you know, Toronto has to bring that same kind of intensity to Boston. Not actually. No one's going to Boston. There's not going to be fans to be annoying. And which of these, like, like so many teams feed off their own team's energy, but in Tampa, don't get me wrong, Tampa fans are awesome. You guys sure making a lot of noise, but no one is ever intimidated by going to Amelie Arena, right? No, not like going to TD Garden. Yeah, t- so, that place is hell. So I don't think Tampa's actually losing as much, more than they're gaining. I mean, let's say the Islanders win because, you know, Florida doesn't really have fans anyway so they would be gaining in this sense when they actually would you know when the islanders are the home team and islanders fans do show up in the playoffs they don't show up in the regular season but in the playoff and they're monsters they're terrifying they shake the coliseum and that just won't be the case yeah and if we're going off being lucky in a sense would you rather play the islanders or the leafs islanders yeah, because if you were going regular format, Tampa would have played the Leafs in the first round. And then probably Boston in the second round. And instead, yeah. they'd get the winner of Washington versus, you know, Carolina, New York. And there's and no disrespect to those guys, but it's not Boston. <laughs> no. So I think Tampa might be the second luckiest team. I don't know if I put them that high, but they definitely are lucky. Okay, well... We got, we got a couple lucky teams here. We don't need to formally put them in, but uh, I like we, we agree that Arizona is the luckiest. We got yeah. the Florida teams and the Panthers and the Lightning getting pretty lucky, and even Winnipeg, too, getting a little bit of luck. Now, who are the unluckiest teams, and are you going to start with, with, uh, with the guys that I think you're going to start with? Maybe. <laughs> I think Pittsburgh's pretty unlucky. Yeah, I nailed it. I thought it was Pittsburgh. <laughs> It's such a weird case because they should easily steamroll the Canadians. But it's going to come down to, are you getting Carey Price and his stardom? Or are you getting Carey Price of the last couple years? Well, this is interesting. I read this somewhere. I forget where, but it was a credible source. Um, They said, you know... People are saying you shouldn't. Pittsburgh shouldn't be worried about Montreal and the Carey Price effect because Carey Price has been bad. Well, if you look historically, even over the past couple seasons, whenever Carey Price has been bad, he's been playing through injury. And whenever Carey Price gets rest, he comes back and he plays as if he's a top five goaltender in the NHL, which he is when he's rested and not hurt. Wow, that is kind of convenient. Yeah, and that is empirical evidence. That's not someone's opinion. That's not saying, oh, he's probably this. It's no. His advanced and basic stats all say that with significant rest and healthy and a clean bill of health, Carey Price is one of, still one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. And it's just that Montreal, you know, kind of needs him. So he doesn't actually get all that much rest. And when he even like tweaks something and it won't maybe affect him long term, but he's not going to play at full, full health. You know, that's probably why he hasn't been playing nearly as well. He's too relied upon. But he's got all this rest now. Pittsburgh could genuinely be in trouble. And then, like, who do you start if you're Pittsburgh? Like, on the flip side of this, you go with Jari or do you go with Murray? I go with Jari. He's been the hot hands. Murray has the experience. You could always 
swap them out too, right? Because they used to platoon when Murray wasn't very good. They threw in Flurry when Flurry went on a run, and then he started to fall off. They went back and forth. So I, I don't know. It's going to be a good series. Montreal's going to have that extra fire, I think. Like Brendan Gallagher, you don't want to play a series against him. He's so annoying. No. It'll be fun. I have, I have an interesting take. I do think Pittsburgh is one of the most unlucky teams in this playoff format. I also think Montreal is one of the most unlucky teams in this playoff format yeah, because they have Carey Price. And if you have Carey Price, you're excited to have him in. But what is the one freaking team that you do not want your, you know, your best chance goalie going up against? It's the team that has Crosby and Malkin and Gensel. Yeah. Like, come on. They, find, they get their wish and they have to play the Penguins literally any other team except for maybe Tampa or Boston but well Carey Price yeah. has done quite well against Boston yeah but again it's Boston it is Boston. they hate each other that would be a fun series it would but but yeah so I actually think that both Pittsburgh and Montreal drawing the both drew short straws to play each other yeah either of and Pittsburgh is you know like the odds are that Pittsburgh is still going to just roll over them. But yeah. if there was a team to get lucky and win around, it is Montreal. I think and so. that sucks. So who else do you think is unlucky here, Paul? Honestly, I, everything else kind of seems about right. Maybe the Oilers. There could be an argument there. Uh, I think the Oilers could be in a bit of hot water, yeah. Outside of that, everything else kind of looks fine. But the Oilers having to go against Chicago, they're kind of similar to Montreal. Like, they're very much lower seed. But they do have the experience. They got Kane, Caves, if Crawford. Like I said, he's been pretty unreal this year. They could definitely give Edmonton a run for their money. And then Dallas. I think they could also give Dallas a run for their money. Who would, in a bracketed system, be, be who they play? So, in theory, you could see Chicago go from the 24th ranked team in the league to the top eight. Yeah, watch. Get... We're going to have a Montreal-Chicago final. And that won't be an Asterix winner, will it, Paul? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, there you go. Our first ever power rankings. Little discombobulated. Didn't actually come up with a ranking. Yeah. All we know is that floor is that... Uh, Pittsburgh's probably the unluckiest, and Arizona's probably the luckiest. Yeah. They're in there. A bunch of teams in between. But for the most part, they've tended to keep it pretty even and it's kind of luck of the draw. So got to commend the NHL for somewhat doing an okay job there. But now is our staple segment. We can never miss it, even when there's only two of us. Ball, it's the trivia. And this week, I'll be competing and keeping score against myself. Because Paul is trivia master. So Paul, without further ado, take it away. What are we yeah, doing kinda, this week? I planned this for two people, but we'll have to make do with this. So I don't know if you're going to find this easy or difficult. You're pretty good with this kind of stuff, so I think you'll probably find it easy. You're going to tell me, in order from most recent to the past, the Stanley Cup winner and who they beat. Really? Yes. I have some bad news, Paul. What? I've been, it's, since it's been getting hotter, I, I usually run pretty warm, like body temperature wise. Since it's been getting hotter, I have a tougher time falling asleep. So I recite this to fall asleep. Stanley Cup winners? Yeah, and who they played. Oh. Well, I guess well. <laughs> it's time to flex. <laughs> I also, I did add something though, if you want to give it a go. This is, I, I wasn't going to include this because I thought it would be really difficult, but. Since you're going to find it too easy, maybe you'll have to. I also have the, uh, what's yeah, it called? The Conn pers- Smythe winners. Oh. For each of these. Yeah, so I'm not going to get too many Conn Smythe winners. But no, I, it's really difficult. But, I mean, since you're going to fly through, you might as well give it a go. Yeah, want. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, so I have from 2019, depending on time, I was going to go up to like 2010, but since you're going to fly through it, I have till 2000. We can kind of go through, see how we're doing on time. and If it's there. any consolation, the furthest I've got back with just naming the cup winners is, I think, 41. 
Jesus. Without getting it wrong, I have a lot of the times I have gotten some wrong, especially when I get through the 70s. But I think I, I usually can skate all the way through till like, what is it, 76? I struggled doing this getting to like 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the winners I've got, I've, the winners I've got down, the who they played, it's getting, it's improving. Um, Con Smites, I haven't even looked at. God, that's got to be the next level. I thought I was going to do game winning or, or Stanley Cup winning. Who scored the Stanley Cup winning goal? But anyway, we'll get on with it. Uh, 2019 is the Blues over the Bruins. Yep. And I forget who the Con Smythe winner was. <laughs> wait, who won the Con Smythe? I actually, wait, wasn't, how am I already? Oh, oh, it was <laughs> O'Reilly. It was O'Reilly. <laughs> yes. I was yeah, like, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not Bennington, and it wasn't Petrangelo, and it wasn't Tarasenko. All right. So, yeah, 2018 was Alexander Ovechkin's Con Smythe with yep. the Washington Capitals over Vegas. 2017 was Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins beating up on the Nashville Predators. Yep. 2016 was Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> beating up on the San Jose Sharks. Correct. Okay. Now, this is where Con Smythe's get tricky. I mean, apparently it was tricky yeah. for St. Louis. Yes. 2015, I know the Chicago Blackhawks uh, beat up on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. And the Con Smythe winner, I'm going to say, was Jonathan Taves. Unfortunately, it was ah. not. It was Duncan Keith. Okay, so... I don't know if I'm right about this, but I'm pretty sure across the three Blackhawks wins, one was Keith, one was Kane, and one was Taves. That is, yes. Yeah, all right. And that I is think, is, is 2013 Kane? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember, I, didn't, I know Kane didn't get the one where he scored the overtime winner. So a, he had to be 2013 because he wasn't 20. Yeah, dang, yeah. I'm not, that was just a 50-50 guess. Nevertheless, we'll move on. So 2014 was 2014. L- LA. <laughs> they gave games to New Jersey or to the Rangers just so that they could win on home ice. Yeah. I don't know who won the con Smythe that year. Uh, was it Justin Williams? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was going to say, think of Mr. Game seven. Yeah. I wasn't, I, who won their first one? I don't know. It, it was probably quick. Either way, 2013 was Kane and the Blackhawks over the Bruins. Yep. 12 was quick. Yeah. In LA. It was, so it was yep. quick. He had the cons my pay. I didn't yep. I can't remember. He was unreal. His numbers were disgusting in that series. Probably he's probably one of the best playoff goalies ever and the most average regular season goalie. Yeah. But they beat up on the Devils. Yep. Uh, twenty eleven was Tim Thomas and the Bruins yep. over Vancouver. Twenty ten Thomas. I know, Man. right? That guy kind of just disappeared. And he kind of came out of nowhere, too. Remember, he was good for yeah. a bit, and then he got really old, and then he got really good, and then he just left. Anyway, uh, Blackhawks and Taves over the Flyers. Yep. Hmm. Who won the Conn Smythe the next year? It's Pittsburgh over Detroit, and then Detroit over Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, it- for most of these, you just got to kind of think of the team's best player. So but, it- but... Crosby won back-to-back, and it's a different player. Yeah, so. I, I didn't think Crosby had won this one. Um, was it... I don't know why this guy randomly popped up to my head. I know he's wrong, it, and it, so it wasn't Pascal Dupuis. Or, sorry, no. Bill Guerin. Or either of them. I, 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 I don't know who won the Smythe. Think of their next star. It was Malkin? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know Malkin was that good in that playoffs. Huh. I went with Bill Guerin before Malkin. <laughs> That's why I was like, man, just think of the other superstar there. <laughs> was, okay, 2008 Detroit over Pittsburgh. Was that Dadzuk? No, it was not. Uh, Lidstrom? No. Zetterberg? Yeah. Um, 07 was, I think, oh, I know who won it, but is it Scott Niedermeyer and yes. the Ducks? Yes. Uh, over Ottawa. Cam Ward and yep. the Hurricanes over Edmonton. Nobody Quite a over few nobody. goalies. Yeah, right. Well, goalies tend to kind of have a bit of an edge in the playoffs because they're so relied upon. Eh? 
Yeah, and if they steal a series, like that's huge, right? So it's weird. Yeah, so 2005, I had Gary Bettman. Yeah, whenever I do it, like to fall asleep, I'm like, the owners won over the players, and the MVP was uh, Gary Bettman. So I did get that one, right? Yes. 2004, uh, different history. It's Jerome McGinley and the Flame. No, <laughs> should have been, but. Brad Richards and the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Flames. Wow. See, I'm surprised you got the Brad Richards one. Yeah, I don't know why, but I've always just... Yeah, you could get Malkin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was when I started watching hockey, though, was the Tampa Calgary Calgary series. Yeah, Yeah, and I remember Ruslan Fedotenko with his two goals in Game 7. Yeah, for some reason, yeah, that that sticks out to me. So Brad Richards was an easy one. I he don't was really good for a while too. Yeah, until he basically went to free agency. After that, he yep. was kind of garbage. Actually, he had a it couple good years in Dallas after he got traded. But either way, um, I am going to be honest. I don't really know who is going to win Conn Smythe. I'm just going to kind of guess best player. Hopefully, mm, that works. Yeah, that's pretty sound. Um, so 2003, it was Detroit over the Anaheim Ducks. And actually, I know this is Jaguar, right? Uh, no. Oh. 2003 was not Detroit. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I already got it wrong. It was, sorry, it was New Jersey. Yes, yes, yes. Over Anaheim, and it was Jaguar. And you did get the Conn Smythe, yes, Jaguar. That was his, that was the weird time where they lost. Yeah. But Jaguar was so won. good. He was so good. Yeah. All right, now. Getting this Conn Smythe obviously screwed me up. I haven't gotten that wrong in a long time. We only got three more, so. Ah. Well, it was Detroit over Carolina. Yep. I'm going to guess Lidstrom. Yep. (laughs) Perfect. 2001 (laughs) was uh, Sackick? Nope. Damn it. Uh, Hayduke? Nope. Bork? Nope. Uh, Hua? Yep. Really, eh? Okay. Yep. Well, I was uh, kind of surprised by that too because I thought it would have been like Sackett or Bork, to be honest. Yeah. But, but no, yeah, so why in Colorado over the Devils? Yep. All right. And then 2000, 2000 was the Devils, and I'm going to guess Martin Brodeur. Nope. Scott Stevens? Yep. The man of your trade tree. Hey. Over the Dallas Stars. Yeah, and that's all I have. <laughs> that went a lot quicker than I anticipated. All right, you ready for you ready for this? I'm gonna need you to cross reference me. So, could you pull up a list of the Stanley Cup winners? It's a good thing that I already have it up. All righty, it it helps because it, you kind of go through eras the NHL like of winners. So, like the most recent one was Chicago, LA, and Pittsburgh. Then there was like a couple of first-time winners like Tampa and Carolina and Anaheim. Then it goes Detroit, New Jersey, and Colorado. Then it goes Montreal and Edmonton. Then it's just the Highlanders. Then it's just the Canadians. Either way, 1999 is actually none of them. Dallas beat <laughs> Buffalo. Yep. Don't know who won the Conn Smythe, but it's not uh, my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, 98 was Detroit. And I always, this is where I start to get messed up on who they beat. Uh, I think they beat the Capitals. They did. Phew. Then Detroit beat Philly. Yep. Colorado in 96 beat Florida. Yep. Which is a weird one. Van Beesbrook was there. He could have probably been up for the Consmite. 95 was New Jersey over Detroit. That, I don't even know if I have to like say yes anymore. I think it's oh, kind okay. of just employ. I'll tell you if it's not. <laughs> make right. it easier. Uh, 94 was Rangers, famously, over Vancouver. 93 was Montreal over LA. 92. Oh, I always get these Pittsburgh's ones messed up. 92 was Pittsburgh over... Oh, I know 91, but for some reason I don't know 92. Um, 92... Uh, who, who did they beat in 92, Paul? They beat one of your favorite teams, your third favorite team. The Blackhawks? Yep. Oh. Yes, sir. Yeah, I actually didn't remember that. Huh. Anyway, 91, they beat, or Pittsburgh beat the North Stars. 
90 Edmonton beat Montreal? Nope. Ugh. Another original six team. Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is where I get the who they beat wrong. I mean, we're in the 80s now, so that's kind of fair, I guess. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to get the next couple right for a, for a little bit at least. Um, the Flames beat Montreal in 89. 88 Edmonton beat... I guess, damn it. The team uh, you just asked me for advice on. For advice on? Yeah. Pittsburgh? No, Boston. Boston again? Why does Boston make the finals? Yep. I hate Boston. <laughs> All right, Edmonton beat Philly. Yep. Montreal in 80... This is 85 now, right? Uh, 86. This is 86. Yeah, that makes sense. Montreal beat Calgary. Montreal, yep. Yeah. Then Edmonton beat Philly. Wow, poor Philly. Yeah, right. Edmonton then beat the Islanders. Now I'm going to count on my fingers. I don't know who the Islanders beat through all this. I know the Islanders beat Edmonton next. Yep. And then I don't know who they beat after that, but I know it's Islanders, Islanders, Islanders for four yeah. in a row. So 82, they beat the Vancouver Canucks, then Minnesota, Minnesota North Stars, then the Flyers, and now we're on 79. And the new winner. I'm I'm just like I'm not even gonna bother guessing who they beat because I actually just don't know. But I know Montreal wins the next four. Yeah. So, so it's go, Montreal, 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 Montreal. Yeah. And then it's Philly, Philly. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what are we at now? Seventy-three. All right. So I know that Boston and Montreal trade a couple here, and I can never remember who's first. So I think. I think is it Montreal? Yes. It then is. Boston, Montreal, yep. Boston, Leafs. Yep. Uh, hold on. No. So goes Oh Montreal, no, no, it's Boston, two Montreals. It's two Montreal. Yeah, two Montreals. So yeah. And Montreal, then, Boston, and we're at Mon- the, Montreal, Boston, Montreal, Montreal. Yep. The infamous nineteen sixty seven that we yeah. never seem to forget or be told. Then, so yeah, it's the Leafs. Then Montreal wins two. Yep. Then the Leafs win three. Yep. Then Chicago wins one. Yep. Then Montreal wins five. Yep. Then Detroit. Yep. Montreal. Detroit wins two. Two in a row? Montreal. Yeah. Oh, all right. 54, so that... 55. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, for the most part, you. You can get all the way back there. Wow. That's impressive. I don't know why I decided to learn that or why that helps me sleep, but it does. Whatever works, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I'll have to learn the, the Con Smythe winners. I'm not going to know their names by, by the time we get to the 70s. Unless they're obvious. But that, I'm sure, is all the time that we have. Paul, you got <laughs> anything to say here? I need to come up with better trivia. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I thought I liked it. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be difficult, or at least somewhat difficult. Okay, but also, how are you supposed to know that apparently that helps me sleep? That Yeah, that is Don't true. Don't be too hard on yourself. It was difficult for me. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you had a bit of time there to get some of, some of your own answers in. We'll make sure to do uh, some different trivia next time, and uh, we should hopefully have guests next time, too. Without further ado, have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys. Bye. Be sure to check us out at getofftheice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getofftheice.